This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the Foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And I am going to be by myself today because Edward is with family. This is normally the day he has his boys. Um, so I just, you know, we, we want, I wanted him to have his time with his family. That's, that's important. Not saying that this podcast isn't important, but obviously, you know, kind of like, kind of what, what Dominic Toretto always says is, you know, family is important. So. I don't know if that's the exact quote, but that's what I'm going to, that's, that's the quote, I'm paraphrasing today. But yeah, no, a lot of shit has come down. Um, so normally we record our episodes on Mondays, but, um, on Monday we had a big lightning storm here in Houston, Texas. Um, and it was pretty bad. Uh, so much so that we actually, I'm not, I don't know if a lightning struck us or anything, but I know a really big lightning strike hit, hit, or at least we heard one. And the power went out. So on Monday evening, the power went out. Um, and Edward eventually got power back. I believe he got power back on Tuesday morning. I didn't get power back till noon on Tuesday. So yeah, <laughs> it was rough. And I was, I was also Tuesday was my day off. And yeah, so I was, I was here during it all. And if you understand, if you understand Texas in general, specifically Houston, it gets hot and AC is a necessity here in this city. Um, and I felt every bit of it. I felt like I was back in El Salvador. So that's where, where we were at. But you know, power's back. Um, everything's good. Um, like I said, the reason why Edward's not here is mainly because this is, you know, obviously we record on Mondays for a reason. And it's because Edward has his boys on, you know, he gets his boys. Uh, Tuesday, so you can have them on Wednesday. So 
didn't want to take that away from him. You know, it's his family. Also, his birthday's coming up this weekend. So Sunday is Edward's birthday. So if you guys can go ahead and send Edward a very happy birthday, we'll go ahead and give him a birthday post as well on Instagram and Twitter at InstagramFC. But, um, yeah, I just want to give him time for his family, man. Family's important. Anything is possible with families, what Dominic Toretto says. Hey, look, we went again, went ahead and did another Dominic Toretto mention. Hopefully, I think this is the same recording. I don't know, man. I'm everywhere now, but, but yeah, so that's a little update of what's going on. Um, it's crazy to think that, uh, we were, me and I were going to talk about this obviously on Monday, but well, here we are. But, uh, me and Edward are actually playing for a soccer team now. We were playing in an indoor soccer league. It is, um, Southwest Indoor Soccer, I believe it's called. I could be, I'm probably very wrong on that. Maybe I should actually look it up on the, on the name of the institution. But the reason why I say that, I don't know, because it's name normally goes by an acronym. Oh, I was right. I was right. Southwest Indoor Soccer. So we're playing at Swiss. That's what is the acronym that everybody calls it. Like, hey, where are you playing today? I'm going to go play at Swiss. So Southwest Indoor Soccer. So we're currently playing in a league there. Um, and we play on Fridays. So, um, so we were two, two games in. I played last week. I couldn't play the week, the week before because I was at a quinceanera with my family. Um, so, but you know, now we're going to be playing on, on Friday evenings. Um, you know, so it's great. Um, it's great to be back playing on the field. It's been a while since I've actually played like somewhat organized soccer. Um, Edward, he is a, a, a regular over there, but yeah, so we were playing at Swiss. Uh, we, so our first game, and it's because they were like short, short a man. And I believe they have, Swiss has this rule. If you're, if you're short a man, every other certain minute they give, they put like a number of goals on the other team. So they ended up, because of that, that rule, which sounds kind of stupid, uh, they ended up losing their first game 14 to four. And then my, the game I played. So my first game with them, which was their second game, uh, we ended up losing four to one. Um, not, not because I don't think it's because we were bad. I think it's more so. We're not fit, <laughs> to be more exact. Okay, Edwards fit, and ironically enough, we do have a marathon runner who was the first. So also with this league, it's it's unlimited substitutions, so you could come in and out of the game like you you don't have like once it, like you normally in soccer once you're subbed out like that's it that's game for you you're not playing anymore for the rest of the game. But in Swiss, you have unlimited substitutions, so if you feel tired, obviously you ask for a substitution, you come out. Um, it's kind of, the way that's like the way that the field looks like it's kind of, it's basically a hockey rink. Um, so they have like, you know, where, you know, the, the bench is like similar to hockey. They have the little door. No one's hopping over the, <laughs> hopping over the wall. Once again, our team's not very fit. So the last thing we should be doing is trying to hop over a, a wall. So, uh, but, but yeah, so that's basically the setup. Um, which honestly is probably a good thing for us is the fact that we're not that physically fit right now. Um, aside from Edward. And the marathon runner, but you know, so mainly I think it was just because one, you know, we're still filling each other out. We're not, you know, most of us, we've never really played together. I mean, I played with some of the guys that are on the team, but you know, we don't have that chemistry yet. Um, and then also the fact we're just not that physically fit. So, uh, but I think, you know, going from losing 14 to four to like now losing four to one, that's improvement in some sense. So, you know, you can only go up. So, I mean, hopefully maybe next game we, 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 uh, we lose one, we lose one to nothing. Maybe I don't know. So we'll get going. We'll let, we'll, we'll constantly let you guys know what's going on that season. 
it's a it's a pretty funny story. It's pretty fun. I right now it's just getting in shape, you know, just getting back into game fitness and, and having fun with it. I think I had I had a pretty decent game. I almost scored a goal. So Edward scored a goal. Um, but we'll see how that goes. We'll definitely let you know what's going on in that league in that team of ours. Um, we'll see what the, you know. So far, I like the team that we have. It's 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 diff. It, you know, like I said, it's it's about getting getting a good feel of each other. Once we get that, I think we'll be a good team. But and plus, physical fitness is probably the next also a priority. Should probably get into that too. But um, you know, it's it's all about progress. And I mean, you know, like I said, you went from losing fourteen to four to now four to one. Not bad. So you know, you can only go up. So and like I said, most of us were using this as a way to like get back in shape or get some exercise in. So it it's not like we're, we we want to win. I mean, we want to win, but it's not like we under we're realistic right now. So this. This is like our preseason for our next season. That's that. That's the goal. That's our mentality right now. But yeah, so there's that. All right, man. So we do have quite the episode. We got some. Th- we actually have some coaching things going around. Uh, a, a lot going on in the transfer world. Um, we got some headlines. Um, there will be no debate topic this week. Actually, you'll be getting a rant. Um, because I finally had it. <laughs> With, with this organization and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and say my piece on it. So there we go. Uh, obviously game recaps, players of the week, um, preview the Syria, uh, season because that's, that's coming up this weekend. Um, so at least all, all power five leagues are now officially going to be in play this weekend. So that is Bundesliga, League Un, Syria. La Liga and English Premier League, all five of the big leagues are now going to be active this season. So I can't, I really can't wait. Um, and I'll give you guys some games to look forward to from each league. Well, not from each league, but like the main ones that we watch, uh, NWSL, MLS, Liga, MX, Ligun, Serie A, Bundesliga, La Liga, English Premier League. Give you guys some, some games to look forward to. And then we're going to do wrap things up with a three up, three down. Obviously we're previewing Serie A. So we're going to go ahead. And give you our three up, three down on the Syria jerseys. Um, and it's going to be a pretty hard one because I like, uh, there's a lot of these jerseys that I like. Um, and then we'll, we'll talk about like the interesting part of the Syria, but yeah. So there is that. Um, so we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. You guys are going to hear a great ad. Um, and then we'll get going with the show. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And we are insert name is. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com. We will see you there. And we are back. Once again, take full advantage of those great partners of ours. You can guys can find their their links on our link tree, and you can find on our bios on Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC. Once again, you guys go into you see our bios, you'll see a link that'll take you to our link tree. It'll give you a whole bunch of links, uh, and then you'll see our links to, to our great partners. Go ahead and click the links and, and take full advantage of what we offer. Just, just because obviously, you know, you, you taking part of that, not only does it help them, but it helps us, uh, to grow our, our network and grow our podcast. So we guys can give you a much, much better product out there for you guys to listen and enjoy. So there is that. All right, man. So we got, we got some things going on in the coaching world. So Atlanta United have found at least their hopes for a solution to, uh, to all the issues that happened with Gabriel Heinze. And that is getting 
Seattle Sounders assistant Gonzalo Pineda. I mean, if you're going to go and get somebody, and I think this is something that you see in, in anywhere in sports, um, prime example is obviously the New England Patriots. Everybody knows, um, that there's a reason why everyone goes after a New England Patriots coach, uh, mainly, you know, the DC and the, and the OC of the New England Patriots, because obviously they come from winning organization, a winning culture. You want to bring people from those cultures and, and, and have them lay it out on their organization. Hopefully it works out. If you're, if you're following NFL, most of the time that doesn't work out unless, I mean, people are very hopeful about Brian Flores over in Miami, but most of the time it hasn't really worked out that well, but that doesn't matter. But like I said, certain coaching trees, certain organizations, people like to grab from that organization to make sure that they can bring that, that winning culture over to theirs. And that is what exactly Atlanta United did. I mean, let's be real. Atlanta United is not a team that needs to be rebuilt. It's just a team that needs to get back on track. Like, like I, like I've said plenty of times in previous episodes, Atlanta United is a good team. They don't necessarily need anything drastic. They just need to get back in the, in a, in a good headspace because this team is solid. Their team is solid all throughout. Um, they invested very well in this, in this team. The only issue is, I guess, it's just that they haven't had a manager since Tata Martino to really put them where they need to be. Um, and maybe that's what they see in Gonzalo Pineda. I mean, once again, he comes from Seattle Sounders. It's a very successful organization, has done everything right. Um, I mean, they constantly, consistently make the playoffs and they usually go pretty far, whether it, it means winning the, winning the MLS Cup or at least making it to the final. So, I mean, this is this is a good move for them. I think Gonzalo Pineda is due for an opportunity, and hopefully he's able to work out for Atlanta United. And hopefully Atlanta United has their answer. I mean, probably this is this is their sign, letting us know that Tata Martino is probably not leaving Mexico. So at least, I guess, good thing for Mexico. It would, depending on how you feel about Tata Martino, but I mean, I I think Gonzalo Pineda is a good move. I think I like it. Um, so props to Atlanta United, and and good luck to Gonzalo Pineda. I. Don't think it's necessarily in, he's in a difficult situation. I mean, obviously where they are right now in the standings isn't great, but I mean, you have the talent. You have Joseph Martinez. I think you're, you have a good chance at turning that team around. So a uh, great move for them. And the other thing going on as far as coaching goes is Andrea Pirlo is interested in an MLS opportunity. Um, obviously Juventus didn't pan out the way he wanted it to, but hey, he, I don't, th- I don't know if he necessarily understands how the MLS works, but he's willing to give it a try. And I mean, if, if you're a team that wants to get some star power, like, you know, maybe getting an exciting manager, maybe, you know, someone with a, a name like Pirlo could entice some, t- some fans to come watch games because it's Pirlo. But, you know, it just depends what team is willing to go out and go get Pirlo. Um, and, you know, maybe a team that's, that needs something, maybe needs a rebuild. Maybe just needs a, a revamp. Maybe to make give something to get the fans to believe that they're doing something to get better, or just have somebody so people would actually go to games to go to go see it. Because I mean, if your team's losing, at least you can see Pirlo. So I mean, we'll see how that goes. But but yeah, so hopefully maybe that's uh, we'll see if an MLS uh, organization is willing to take on Pirlo. So I think that would be interesting. All right, start things off with the transfer. Go and go about uh, rumors. I don't know what the fuck to call it. But anyways, kick things off. Boyan joins Vizel Kobe. I still believe Iniesta still plays there. I don't think he necessarily, reti- I don't think he hasn't retired. He hasn't retired yet, I think. 
but he's going to Japan. He's going to be playing over Vassal Kobe. Um, so interesting move for him. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't blame him for going there, but yeah, so Boyan will be playing in Japan. Uh, Sterling in talks of a new deal at Manchester City. So it's interesting what's going on with Raheem Sterling just because of the fact that I'm not entirely sure what's going on with him. Um, obviously they got Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish is a guy that can play a multitude of positions. He can play on the wing. He can play at the 10 spot and he can also play at that number eight role in the midfield. Um, so it's interesting what, what you do with Jack Grealish. But I mean, if Raheem Sterling isn't happy, I mean, maybe a new contract could help him, but maybe he just wants to go to play somewhere. And I'm not, I'm just going to say this. If you're, if, if I'm Arsenal right now, uh, at this point, that's a move I'm looking at, but, but you know, that's neither here or there. So there, so yeah, Raheem Sterling is in talks of a new deal with Man- with Manchester City. Uh, Valencia to make a move for Chaloba of Chelsea, another Chelsea youngster, um, almost out the door. Southampton to sign Chelsea's Broja on, on loan. So once again, another Chelsea youth. Um, Stones, <laughs> John Stones is, uh, signs a five year deal to stay in Manchester City. Um, People say what, you know, people can say what they want. I know Kelsey's not necessarily the biggest fan of John Stones, but John Stones is staying at Manchester City, uh, to be partnered up with Ruben Diaz for at least a little bit more time. There are some rumors circulating about a possibility of Frank Ribery returning to Bayern Munich. I don't know how strong those rumors are, but I mean, to get a shot to, to bring back a legend like Frank Ribery, uh, at least just to get one more for a good farewell for him. You know, maybe I don't. I just don't see him making, at least making this team right now. Because I mean, uh, Narby, I, I just don't see where Ribery can really make a start. I mean, comes off the bench, you know, maybe possibly, but I think right now just Bayern Munich's good where they are. I, unless Ribery just wants to have a farewell tour, which I mean, if that's the case, and I, I'm totally, I totally agree with it. Uh, West Ham United close to signing uh, Milenkovic. Um, they they want to make that move, so let's see what they could do. Uh, Chelsea accepts Roma's bid of 40 million for Tammy Abraham. So that, I think it's a good move for him. Uh, we'll see, we'll see what, ha- how he does over in Roma. I think Roma has a great attack. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, Chelsea's Ugbo close to a 5 million move to Genk, another Chelsea player leaving Chelsea. I think they're trying to get some money together because I think they're trying to go, I believe they're going for Golunde. Uh, the center back over at Sevilla. So I think that's what exactly they're doing is trying to make some move, get some money together so they can make that move done. Um, Bayern Munich placed 10, ugh, Bayern Munich. I think I, no one could hear me when I said that. Bayern Munich is uh, set to place a 10 million dollar, 10 million euro price tag for Toliso. That's crazy. I think he's, he's such a high, he's such a good midfielder. Um, it's crazy to think that 10 million is the price tag offered, but. I mean, I, I just don't think he gets to play as much just because of the fact that Bayern Munich is just stacked everywhere. Um, and, and midfield is a position that, the, that is very stacked. So they, I guess they just don't really have a need for him. And so they're, they're willing to give him a low price tag. Um, but yeah. Kubo goes on loan to Mallorca once again. Uh, I feel bad for Kubo, man. I, I really like Kubo. I want to see him play for Real Madrid at some point, but. I don't want to say Real Madrid is stacked at the winger position, but I mean, when you have Gareth Bale and you have Hazard and you have uh, Vinicius and you have Rodrigo and you have Asensio, 
it's like it's kind of you're 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 basically at the bottom of the totem pole. Uh, this totem pole, totem pole, totem pole, whatever. So yeah. So I mean, long's gonna happen. I mean, at least at least Real Madrid wants him to get some playing time. I, that's clearly what they're saying. They they do value him. They just know that he's not going to be playing right now with Real Madrid. But if you go on loan, you're going to play. We want to see you progress. So, I mean, it's not necessarily a big slap in the face to him. But obviously, you made this move to Real Madrid. You want to play for Real Madrid. But, hey, what can you do? Uh, that's just the way it is. Real Madrid want Erling Haaland. I mean, who doesn't want Erling Haaland? But Real Madrid are, are wanting to make another version of, the, of Los Galacticos. I mean, right now it looks like PSG is doing that. But. You know, Real Madrid wants to remind everybody who's the, the real Galacticos are. Uh, PSG want Cristiano Ronaldo as replacement for Mbappe in 2022. So essentially, you know, PSG is expecting life after Mbappe. And I don't know how, I don't know how good of a, of a, of a idea to see is Cristiano Ronaldo being the replacement for Mbappe because Cristiano Ronaldo is not going to, is not going to play forever. I mean, he's, he's definitely up there in age and saying that he's going to be a replacement for Mbappe. It is crazy to say because I just don't see that being possible. Mbappe is is the next big thing. He's gonna be one of the top stars. He's gonna be a guy that's gonna be winning the ball in the door once Ronaldo and Messi are gone. And I just maybe even while they're still here, maybe kind of near the tail end of their careers. So it's crazy to think that you're you're viewing Ronaldo as the replacement for Mbappe when Mbappe honestly is is honestly irreplaceable. So. Even, even with the thought of Cristiano Ronaldo, like, I just, I just think it's weird to say that that's his replacement. Like, I guess in League Un, that's a good replacement, but I just, it, it's not necessarily like a good replacement because I mean, Ronaldo's gonna end up retiring like sooner rather than later. So, I mean, but hey, if that's how they view, that's how they view. Uh, Juventus is close to a Locatelli signing. That breaks my heart, especially for Arsenal. Uh, Virgil van Dyke signs a four-year deal to stay in Liverpool. I'm sure Kelsey's very happy to hear that. And that's Robo snoring. Real Madrid plans to make a $120 million offer, Euro offer, for Mbappe. So we'll see how that pans out. Real Madrid plays 40 million Euro price tag for Odegaard. Arsenal, you gotta make that move, man. Uh, Roma interested in Lacazette. Really? Okay, that's that's interesting. I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, at this point, Arsenal's going to have to pick. What? Well, honestly, at this point, Lacazette and, and Aubameyang can both go because, well, they didn't play. They didn't play against Brentford, and I don't want to talk about Brentford, but I don't know, man. So, but they need they need to get rid of these guys mainly just so they can get them use the money that they get from selling these guys to to improve this roster because this roster needs improvement because essentially. Aside from Ben White, it's basically the same roster. And I hate to say that, but that's true. Uh, Newcastle signed Willock for 25 million. They really like him. So, I mean, they went and got him. So, and Arsenal's not really, he's not really part of Arsenal's future. So there's that. Uh, Bashuai, uh, is close to a, uh, Besiktas move. So he'll be going to Turkey, possibly. Uh, Real Madrid ready to offer a 150 million euro bid for Mbappe. So. They said 120. Looks like it's gonna be 150. So, uh, they're they're not playing, man. Um, if you guys didn't know, <laughs> Desco now plays at Inter Milan. Uh, I I guess at some point just moved over from Roma to Inter Milan. But yeah, he's there. I think I believe he did score on his debut. So 
I mean, so far, it's a good return on their investment. Uh, Paul Pogba plans for Real Madrid move next summer. So maybe, maybe if, if PSG isn't able to get a deal done, uh, Paul Pogba wants to, I, I believe he's in his last year of his contract. So maybe he just wants to finish out his contract and go to Real Madrid on a free transfer, which works great for Real Madrid. You get a younger midfield because that midfield needs, needs to get younger because it's definitely up there in age with Luka Modric and Tony Cruz. Um, you know, you got to get some, you know, add some oomph to it. Pogba is an amazing player. Not saying, hey, I love Paul Pogba. I think he's, he's a, he's a magician in there. He's definitely a great player. I think it would be great, uh, to help, uh, improve Real Madrid. So all for it. Um, Diego Costa signs with Atletico Mineiro. So he's going to be going to Brazil kind of near the tail end of his career. So it makes sense. Uh, Chelsea sent Kennedy to Flamengo on loan. Chelsea also sent Matt Miazga to Alaves on loan. So once again, Matt Miazga is on loan, but I mean, he's playing in, in La Liga. So I think that's definitely a step up for him. Um, good chance to, you know, earn his, earn a spot with the U.S. men's national team for World Cup qualifiers. Uh, PSG ready to offer 50,000 a week, 50,000 a week for Paul Pogba. We're not even talking about his transfer fee. We're talking about how much they're willing to pay this man weekly. 50,000 euros a week. Half a million? I mean, I'd take this in a heartbeat, but I'll be realistic. I would take significantly less. Like, if you told me a thousand a week, I will take a, to, to be fair, well, no, nah, I won't say 500. Well, no, nah, I, won't, I won't say 500 because that's basically what, what I make right now. But a thousand a week? I would say yes to that. Shoot, I might even say 800 a week. But okay, let, let's be realistic here. Like, I mean, 500, 500,000 a week, I'll, I'll say yes to that. I don't even care what I'm doing. But like, if we want to be real to ourselves, let's be real. We, we would, a thousand is probably a thousand, 800, depending on what, what you make right now. I think that's a big, big factor, obviously, depending on what you currently make weekly anyways. But I know I'm not making a thousand a week. I would gladly take a thousand a week. <laughs> but yeah, so that is crazy, man. I, mean, I don't know about, I don't know if you, I don't know if that Real Madrid move is going to happen now. <laughs> so I mean, like that, that's, that's enticing. Um, Thibaut Courtois signs five year deal to stay at Real Madrid. Uh, Latara Martinez wants to stay at Inter Milan, even though things are kind of not looking too good for Inter Milan. Uh, Latara Martinez wants to stick with him. Um, which is great. To, I mean, I guess if you're an Inter Milan fan, you're you're happy to hear that. I know there's the rumors about him going to Tottenham, and I mean, probably, they're probably still possibly going to happen. But I mean, if the man wants to commit to Inter Milan, um, I think that's something to take in, to take notice. But once again, Inter Milan has is dealing with some financial struggles right now. That obviously they're currently on a on a selling spree right now for their players. Um, so who knows what's going to happen with Inter Milan, man? Maybe. Maybe Lautaro gets to say, but I don't know. Uh, Liverpool's Davies goes on loan to Sheffield United. I mean, if he's not going to play, let him go somewhere where he will play. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's agent is talking to Man City. Ooh, man, you got to be careful with this. You got to be careful with this. And the reason why I say that you got to be careful with this is how betraying that sounds to Manchester United fans. You remember... Manchester United is where Cristiano Ronaldo really made his name. 
I know that he started his career in sporting, but it was really his time in Manchester United that really made Cristiano Ronaldo the phenom that he is. Sir Alex Ferguson creating the number, created CR7. Because Ronaldo did not wear seven when he was in sporting. He wore 28. Um, and then he came to, you know, Manchester United and he was donned the number seven. And since then, he's been CR7. So whatever Ronaldo's agent is doing, he better be careful. Cause if he was to go to Manchester City, there would be, there's going to be a riot. Like, I mean, if you thought that that, that riot, the, them, you know, attacking, you know, Old Trafford like they did last season was bad. Like, it's going to be like worse, way worse than that. So, Mendez, you, Mendez, you got to be careful what you're doing with your boy Ronaldo because, ooh, man, that is not a good idea. Like, I've done some pretty bad things. I've, I'm not, I'm not, not that I came up with some pretty bad ideas in my life, but none of them would equate to that bad of an idea. Like, to make to try to entice Manchester City to get Ronaldo would piss off so many Manchester United fans because remember Ronaldo is a god in Manchester United like Old Trafford that man is a legend no one's gonna no one's mad at Ronaldo for leaving and going to Real Madrid no one's mad at him if anything they still love Ronaldo to this day if he goes to Manchester City he becomes the worst villain in the world so. Tread carefully, Mendez. That's all I got to say is tread carefully, Mendez, on that one. Uh, Sassuolo agreed to Juventus' $35 million offer for Locatelli. So it looks like Locatelli will be going to Juventus. Juventus just gets even more ridiculously strong in that, in that, in that league. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Yeah, no, it's going to be crazy. It's gonna, uh, it, it, Juventus is basically... Not, not basically. Juventus is the Bayern Munich of Serie A. Like, even though they didn't win the league last year, like, they're still the most stacked team in that, in that league. Even now, like, even with the way AC Milan's looking, even the way Atalanta's looking, even with Inter Milan, even with Inter Milan liquidated, they still have a pretty good team. Probably, uh, probably not as good as it was, as it was last year, but, um, they still have Lazaro Martinez, but yeah, Juventus is still, as far as on paper, is still the best team. And to go get themselves Locatelli, who had an amazing Euro, um, and has looked as a, like a very promising player for the Italian national team and now be joining Juventus, like that midfield with him, Weston McKinney, um, Arthur, like it's going to be stacked, like stacked for sure. Uh, Wolverhampton interested in Guedes. Wow, I took a very long pause. I don't know why I did that. Um, but yeah, Wolverhampton interested in Guedes, uh, Valencia. And to wrap things up, Juventus go ahead and sign Caio Jorge for three million. That is the young Brazilian over at Santos. Um, you know, it's not the Serie A without a promising Brazilian player playing in that league. So, uh, can't wait to see what, what he has. So I really am going to keep an eye out on him because I mean, you know, if Juventus really wanted this guy, he ha- there has to be a reason. But there is that man. Those that is what's going on as far as the transfer world goes. And let's get going with the headlines, man. So we gotta start things off, man. Carly Lloyd, the USA legend, she has announced her retirement from soccer. The 39 year old 
which a lot of people are going to be like, man, that's crazy. That's, that's pretty up there in age. But um, honestly, in the women's game, it's not really that that far fetched. I mean, I believe in one of the World Cup teams for the women's national team, uh, one of their players was like 40, was up there in the 40s. I think she was actually part of the, of the, what was it? The, not the, not, not the, the, which, whichever World Cup it was where, where they had, uh, where they had the, the, you know, the, 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 man, I, I'm, I'm drawing blanks on this one. Anyways, so yeah, so, uh, you know, they, they tend to be very good. I, granted, congrats, props to her, man. 39 years old and still playing at a high level is still impressive nonetheless. Um, uh, but yeah, she'll be retiring at the end of the season with Gotham FC. Still such a great name, but yeah. So Carly Lloyd will be retiring at the end of the season. So she will still play the rest of the season. She says that she will, she went ahead and announced her retirement. Along with play, finishing out the season with the NWSL, she will also part, be part of the four friendly matches for the U.S. Women's National Team. So I think it's fair. I mean, you know, give her her farewell tour. Do give her her due ju- her justice because she is is honestly a, put the USA on on the market. I mean, there's a lot of great USA Women's National Team players. Obviously, you, the first name you should think of is Mia Hamm. Obviously, if you think of back in the day, um, but you know. Uh, Amy Wambach, Abby Wambach, Abby Wambach, uh, Carly Lloyd is another name. Obviously, <laughs> obviously Alex Morgan. So there is a lot of talent in the, in, in, you know, that, that's, that's worn the U.S. women's national team shirt. But I mean, Carly Lloyd, you know, getting recognized in FIFA, uh, having that amazing hat trick in the, in the World Cup. Um, so. Yeah, no, Carly Lloyd definitely deserves her, her proper farewell tour. And I, and I hope to, if, if the, da- if, if Gotham FC comes here to play the Houston Dash, I would definitely try to get a, uh, to get a ticket to that game. Cause I do want to, you know, give tribute to, to Carly Lloyd. Cause that is, that's one hell of a player. But let me tell you how much of a player she is. So she has currently, obviously, cause you know, she's, she's going to still play a, a few more international games, but she has 128 international goals. Has won two World Cups and has two gold medals. You know, that's definitely a very great career for herself. I mean, not many people can say they have more than one World Cup. I don't think. No, I don't. I, no, 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 I can't really think of many people that can say that they have two World Cups. So that's impressive. I mean, well, obviously, if you're a women's national team player, you probably can sit there and say you have more than two World Cups, <laughs> more than one World Cup as well. But I mean, yeah. So I mean, great career for her, Carly Lloyd. Uh, I know she did play at Man City for a while, uh, as far as long. She did play for the Houston Dash at some point as well. Um, but no, yeah, just great career. Uh, definitely. Uh, I think, I think she did a great, she's, she did great for, for women's soccer. I think she put, she definitely put it, put the map, uh, placed their spot on the map in U.S. soccer. So props to Carly Lloyd and, and hopefully she can, she can have a good, End her career with a good run with the NWSL with Gotham FC. Still such a cool name. Um, so yeah, congratulations, Carly Lloyd, and uh, can't wait, can't wait to see what she does next. All right, this one is just Jesus Christ. So if Edward already hated, <coughs> my bad. If Edward already hated Joseph Bartomeu, he's gonna hate him even more because Barcelona are one point thirty five billion. That's correct. 1.35 billion in debt. Laporta tells it all basically, uh, about, about Bartomeu's incompetence. Um, 
with the dead also kind of involves the, the Neymar deal. Um, yeah, no, just Barcelona just being put in the hole. And this kind of explains also how, why Barcelona has been pushing so much for the Super League. I mean, I'm sure for other reasons, but if money is the big reason, let's face it, that's the reason why the Super League is even brought up. Like why people are pushing so much for the, for the Super League because of all the money that they're going to get possibly, potentially for doing the Super League. I believe it's like 400, 400 million a game, something like that. Um, so there's a reason why the Super League is there. And there now we kind of have a more understanding as to why Barcelona is pushing for that Super League so they can really break in. And even then, I don't know if they would be fully breaking into that debt because obviously they would still have to go and make some, you know, still want to make some competitive signings. Um, nonetheless, but yeah, that's a lot. And, and now it kind of makes sense as to why Barcelona it was push is pushing so hard for the Super League because of the fact that they're in debt big time. Um, like Jesus Christ. But there is at least some sort of silver line, not really silver line, but you know, we, we, we heard about how Messi wanted it, was prepared to give up more than half his salary to stay with Barcelona. Now you have players like Pique and another Barcelona players that have also are willing to take pay cuts to help Barcelona get back out of their debt, even though, let's be real. Yes, it's still gonna, that's still a lot, but it, it, is it really gonna hit a big dent on their debt? Probably not. So, I mean, they're gonna have to make some moves. And if they were to make any moves, at, at least as far as like player transactions, it would have to be, uh, done, you know, via swap. Like it's not, it's not gonna be done. You know, like, you know, oh, we can, you can, be, we can make this big, this big offer, um, and, and all that. Like, it's going to be like, we'll swap you Coutinho for Obama, kind of like that. And let's take that, take that for which one, if that's a fair deal or not. But that's really what, at this point, where, 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 where Barcelona is at. Like, this is, this is where they are. Like, they're, they're stuck in a hole and, th- and that's what they are. But, We'll see. We'll see what Barcelona does. I mean, you know, maybe they can win some, win some titles that obviously could help towards their debt. Maybe they can get a loan from some from company that that's, you know, the last thing you want to do is get in more debt, but something's going to, you know, maybe an investor wants to come in and save them. Uh, might possibly be a thing that could happen, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. Hopefully Barcelona can get out of there because like I said, man, for, for me as a Real Madrid fan, La Liga is not where, what it can be. Like La Liga, I can't sit here and tell you La Liga is the best league if Barcelona can't, isn't competitive. Um, and I tell you that because, you know, like Real Madrid, Batman needs his joker. Like that's just point blank. Like Real Madrid needs their, their rival, needs Barcelona. No offense to Atletico Madrid. Um, but let's face it, like people watch, you know, like El Clasico for a reason and it gets so much viewership. So, you know, if, if Barcelona isn't isn't doing well, then it's gonna be. It's not. That means that Real Madrid. Well, Real Madrid is probably succeeding, but I mean, like, it's at what cost? You know what I mean? But we'll see that. But let's get going with Real Madrid because Real Madrid is currently in a legal battle. That is correct. Real Madrid is in a legal battle. Uh, will initiate a legal action against La Liga over the CBC. And so, La Liga says that ninety percent of the cash injection of the CBC will go to clubs throughout the country, with a hundred million euros going to the women's game. 
as the top performing teams in the Spanish top flight, Barcelona and Real Madrid would get the biggest share of the funds. Here's a little backstory on the CVC, to be honest. But only 15% of the money will be permitted to be used on transfer and player wages, according to reports with just being devoted to infrastructure. There are challenges in the short term that must be faced urgently and that require a significant financial investment. Uh, Tebas, who claims to have discussed the matter with Barca President John Laporte before a deal was announced, has said, the strategic agreement with CVC will revolutionize the management model of football clubs and will make the competition much more attractive and exciting. There will be better facilities, better players, and a better fan experience in everything related to clubs. And all this supported by a competition model that will be more digital, more focused on the generation and analysts of data and more international. We are laying the foundations to make La Liga the most attractive football competition in the world. Barca and Real Madrid have opposed the CVC despite vows to raise salary cap limits with those at Camp Nou refusing to back the deal amid financial struggles. They have forced them to severe ties with club legend Lionel Messi. So essentially the CBC it is offering a lot of money but the issue is is that you can only use a certain amount of that money to use for player transactions. And, and let's be honest man the way any of these leagues work is by going and getting those big flat, big, big signings. That's basically it. So if you can't use, and, and to be honest, man, Real Madrid and Barcelona don't really need the money for facilities. Their facilities are great. I mean, they, you know, the Bernabeu is, you know, who, you know, was, was dealing with some renovations as, you know, right now. So they don't necessarily need the help on the, on, on that. They want the money so they can go and make signings, go out there and get the big name signings, like go get, go get themselves in a Bape, go get themselves a Holland. That's what they, these two want to do. Or I guess for Barcelona's case, get out of debt. But for them, that's not the necessity. Like for them, they, they need that money for other things. So, I mean, I feel like the CBC is good. I mean, what they're trying to give them is great. But the issue with me is that I just don't think facilities, I don't think they should have a say on how the money is spent. I think, yes, let's, let's, let's distribute the money to everybody to the, to the leagues. Let's improve the quality. Let's improve the league. As a whole, but I don't think being able to tell people how to spend their money is is the right way. So I'm kind of with Real Madrid on that. I think if 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 there was that that freedom to use the money how you deem fit, I'm all for it. Now that is the concern of them trying to you know of a team tries to use more money for something else and that could be unfair. But let's face it, some of these clubs you know where they stand, you know where they how they attract their players. Either they 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 develop through youth. Or they go out there and get the big signings. Obviously, Real Madrid is the team that makes big signings. And kind of Barcelona, but they also use their youth development as well. But like I said, helping out clubs with the youth development and, and facilities, that's great. Like, I'm all for it. But I just don't like the idea of actually trying to tell people how to spend their money. Like, if this is the money that's going to the club, I believe that the clubs have every right to use however they want. Um, even if that... It, and then this, uh, allegedly, there's a salary cap. I don't know if that's really true or not. But... I think honestly to me is yeah, I'm I'm with the CBC. I like what they're trying to say that they want to make La Liga better, like make it a better product, make it better than the English Premier League. But the issue is I don't like the whole 
Like, hey, this is what you can use on. Like, if a certain team deems that they need to improve their facilities, let them decide that. You know, I because I I feel that most teams would want to use that money as well for transfers, signings, you know, structuring contracts, improving their youth academy. Like, I think that other teams have other ideas to use that money. And, and if you're saying no, most of it has to be used, has to be used towards, uh, towards improving your infrastructure. It, it, it's just, I, I just, I, I think, I think La Liga was making the right move, but then when they, when they decided that only 15% of money will be used towards transfers and player wages, I think that's where you lost everybody. At least, at least that's where you lost Real Madrid and Barcelona. So there's that. So I get where, where Real Madrid is coming from. But like I said, uh, like this would have been a good move. This would have been a great deal to agree on. It's just you had to make a mandate on how you spend your money. And, and that, that's for me, I think that generally I, that's what I hate. Like, you know, one of the things that I was, you know, taught growing up, like, Hey, if you, if you make that money, if you earn your money, like if you get paid, like, you know, you're, it's your money, spend it how you want. I mean, obviously people try to tell you, like, maybe you should save it up and, you know, do some smart finances with it. But like, you know, with me, I was always told like, Hey man, that's your money. Spend it how you want to spend it. You know, obviously don't, you know, be mindful of what you got to pay. You know, like, I mean, high school me, that makes more sense. High school me, like when I got, when I got a job, that money was my money and I could use it however I want to use it. And that's how my mom, that's what my mom taught me. Um, because you know, she always told me like, Oh, don't worry about paying the bills. Like you don't have to worry about paying bills. You don't pay bills. You don't have any bills because you're a kid. Just use the money, whatever you want to do. And I, and I told my mom, like, I, I always gave her a, a good, uh, probably like 30% of what I made from my job, like where I was working at. I gave her 30% because that's, I said, that's how I want to spend my money, you know, but like, that's what, how my mom was now growing up me, you know, obviously I got to prioritize bills and all that. But yeah, like, I just don't like the idea of being told how to spend your own money. Like, if this is the money you're giving me, don't tell me how to spend it. If like, if Real Madrid doesn't need infrastructure improvements, like they, they need it for salary, like for, for spending and, and, and transactions. Same thing for Barcelona. Same thing for Atletico Madrid. I mean, I'm sure they want to do some rep, you know, renovations on, on the Metropolitano, but let's face it. Like those clubs don't need to go. They want to go get players. They don't want to go and improve their stuff. Like they, their stuff's already improved. Like there's certain clubs that do need those improvements, but I don't think the big three are the ones that have to worry about that. So if La Liga wants to get this deal done, I think they have to get rid of that. If they get rid of, or at least, or, or if not, at least expand on the percentage. Like 15%, what is 15% going to do for, for them? Like if you increase it, like increase it 50, 50, maybe 60. Okay. Maybe you, you get their interest or just get rid of it. I think just, Hey, here's your money. Spend it how you want. I think that's the right approach. So there's that. So that is the headlines. All right, man. Oh man, I really, really got to get it in. All right. So if you guys want to know, you guys know, well, if you guys know me or if you guys, if obviously like the people at Hinge Belly Up don't necessarily know me that well. Um, but unhinged, if there's one thing you guys know is I'm a Houston Dynamo fan, you know, since the club came over here to Houston from San Jose, I've been a Houston Dynamo fan. I love the Houston Dynamo. I bleed orange. I definitely will say, um, they're my, they're my team. Um, obviously Real Madrid's my club, 
but he's Dynamo. That's my that's my MLS team. That's the team I support. And and, and like if I had to like rank like my my teams, uh, I, I, Houston Dynamo is definitely in my top three. It's Real Madrid, Arsenal, Houston Dynamo. If, if I had to go there, um, but like I said, my club is Real Madrid. Like no matter what, that's my club. That's who I. That's who I, you know, give all my attention to. But the Houston Dynamo is definitely my team. They're not looking good, and they have not in a while. So here is my rant. So there is no debate topic. Uh, if you guys want to give us a debate topic for a future episode, make sure you guys hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at InstagramFC. Just send us a message, or you can even respond into one of our our previous debate topics. You know, tell us a debate topic that you think you you would want to hear on a future episode. And we'll, we'll definitely have it if we like it and we'll even give you a shout out. But anyways, here's my rant because I'm, I'm had it. I've had it. I'm done. I'm sick of this shit. This is where I, I can't let it out. I have to let it out now because it's, it's been too long. It's been too long to, to have this. And this comes from. The Houston Dynamo losing to the Colorado Rapids three to one. The Dynamo had fifty four percent of the position. I don't fifty four percent is not fucking amazing either. But like, it's not like oh they're overpowering. No, it's just it was probably they maybe had a little bit more of the position near the end. What gets me is the fact that the Houston Dynamo outshot twenty five to fifteen, and we're on target ten to six. You lost. Three to one, and you had more shots on target than the other team. You had a ten percent success rate on goal versus Colorado's fifty percent, and they shot less on target. Like Colorado is a good, is right now looking good right now this season. They, they, what they're doing, they're they're on the right track. Is basically what I'm saying. But the fact that the Dynamo just played pure ass, like, that's all I can say. This team was ass to the point where, and I'll be honest with you, I sit through a lot of games for a lot of teams. Like, the teams that I root for, I'll sit and watch from beginning to end. Even if it's a blowout, no matter what, no matter how bad they're losing, even if it's close, even if it's a heartbreak, I sit from beginning to end and I watch the game. I turn, I turn the TV off. Cause I'm tired of watching how bad this team is performing. It is irritating to me how little this team gives a fuck. I almost gave a lot of props last month for the Dynamo defense. And honestly, the Dynamo defense is the only thing worth Highlighting, and that's crazy to think when they just lost three to one. But the midfield, not where you want it to be. And I granted, there's players that I like Joe Corona. I like Joe Corona, but let's face it, he's not a guy that you build around. You need a good team around to. You need to have an established team to make Joe Corona at least a good player. He is a good player, but a better player when he has, when he's with a good team. Derek Jones, I like what I, I like the promise of him, but I'm not, I'm done with the promise of somebody. Memo Rodriguez just straight up disappeared. I don't know what happened to him. He's my guy. I'll still ride for him, but like, 
I, what the fuck? Darwin said in, I like him, but he makes too many careless mistakes defensively. Sometimes makes some careless mistakes at least the cards. That's just him. Matias Vera, like he, as a defensive midfielder, holds it down and every once in a while surprises you with an outside the box shot. But most of the time he's there for you for defensive reasons. Same thing for Derek Jones. Defensively, these, those two guys are great. That's why I like him. Defensively for the midfield, great. Attack wise, shit. The front, shit. Tyler Pasher. I mean, I, Tyler Pasher is the great, is a, is a good thing. I like Tyler Pasher. I like what I'm seeing from him. He has what I call heart. Something I don't see from the rest of this team. Rudy, you know, if he's in front of net, he's going to get it. Pico, Fafa Pico, I like what I'm seeing from him. He had, once again, heart, but they're just not finishing. The finishing is what's killing it. They have the heart. They, they go out there, but they just don't finish. When your attack is just so not doing it for you, but you improve the defense. You got Tim Parker, right? You got, you got Teenage DB. Like, I'm not mad at the defense. Like defense does what they can, but the fact is that your attack isn't doing enough for you. Then you get pressured, and eventually you're gonna make a mistake on the defense side. Marco Marich has had some pretty good looks, but also makes some very stupid mistakes. It's like it's hard to defend the guy, but at the same time, you're you know he's good. Like he's not terrible, but he's not great either. And honestly, that's how I feel about this Dynamo team. It's like they're not, they're not horrendously shitty. But they're not amazing. I wouldn't even know. I don't know if I can even use the word good right now for them. As a team. And, I, and the thing that sucks even more is how this game ended. And I, like I said, I didn't, like I said, I stopped watching the game, but I ended up hearing that, you know, you know, Dynamo fans yelled out the homophobic or you know the one. You know, if not, go check every Mexico game that ever came. Well, I mean, honestly, any Latin American, any like Latin American game probably, probably hear it. But that happened, and that's kind of how the game ended. So, you know, just ugly, ugly way to end the game. But honestly, the game is just uh, ugly way to end an ugly game is all I see about it. For that, you know, that needs that 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 can't be accepted, man. Come on, like do better. Like even though you're frustrated, like that's that's not where you need to go. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind if you guys chanted Matt Jordan out or, or, you know, Matt Jordan go home or, go, you know, something like around that, but don't yell out. People. Like just, you, if Mex, if the Mexican national team is dealing with a lot of shit for saying that, why would you say it? It's, it's kind of my mentality. But anyways, the last time the Houston Dynamo have won a game is May 22nd. As of right now, like I said, it's Tuesday. I'm recording this episode. It's August 17th. As of today, obviously, you guys are hearing this episode on Friday. Uh, last time they won a game was May 22nd. And who knows? Maybe they win on Wednesday. Um, but last time they won as, as of this recording is May 22nd. Since then, they had seven draws and four losses. I just... And I know people are going to try... Like, and, and I think... What happened in the Colorado game was just, that's it. It was the tipping point, at least for me as well. That was my tipping point. That was it. I'm like, I can be patient as much as I want with this team. And the reason why I was, I was trying to be patient is because of Tab Ramos. For those of you who don't know, and this was uh, going back to my Saw Sports, like going back to Saw Sports. And, and in Saw Sports, I made a top five manager. And in that, my number one 
was Tab Ramos. Tab Ramos was the guy I wanted to come to the Dynamo. But I made, I made it, I explained uh, in that video that none of these moves are an over, like it, we get things done in two, one to two years. Like this is going to be like three to five seasons down the road. This team could be something. But that required youth development. That required, you know, an actual good front office to bring in players that fit to what Tab Ramos needed. Do I think that they brought in players that Tab Ramos needs for his system? No. I really don't. And if you guys want to want to understand what Tab Ramos system will go watch any U20 team during Tab Ramos' time. You know what type of what his style of play is. You see the quality of players that he has that he had those years. That's 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 his style of play. He doesn't get that because let's be honest, the talent he has is just not there. And uh, that's where it leads to my issue. And I and I've said this in a, in an episode before. And it's Matt Jordan. I am done. I've been done with Matt Jordan. I've honestly been done with Matt Jordan. I've been far done with Matt Jordan. Like people want to say that the Houston, that Jack Easterby or, or, or whoever the, the Houston Texans front office is bad. I mean, granted, they're bad, but Houston Dynamo, you've kept Matt Jordan as GM of your organization for seven seasons. Since 2015, you let this man come and be your GM. And all he's ever done for you in his seven seasons is one playoff appearance where you went to a Western Conference Final with Wilmer Cabrera. Granted, I just think maybe they just found the groove. They, that, that Dynamo team just found its groove. I mean, it was with quick pace counterattack with Albert Feliz from El Kyoto. You know, so there's that. And, you know, obviously Mar Manotas. So I, I, I kind of give you an asterisk on that one. An open cup, which kind of was like, Hey, you know, our seat, our season right now looks like shit, but Hey, look, look, we're, we're in the final of the open cup. So maybe we should put an emphasis on the open cup. So like your season was still terrible, but like your, your open cup was like, Hey, look, here's a trophy. We, we kind of released that. And then next year you did terrible in the, in the, you almost lost to a Guatemalan team, by the way, in, in the CONCACAF. Champions League, you almost got eliminated, uh, and then got just completely destroyed by by Tigres. So I mean, props to that. But Matt Jordan's record is currently fifty seven wins, fifty four loss, fifty four draws, and eighty two losses. Why is this man still here? Like, honestly, like if honestly, I kind of want the Houston Dynamo GM job now. Like if I know I can be, I can be as bad as I want to be, and I still get my, and I still get to keep my job, I still get to keep my salary. Then sign me up. Let me be the GM of the Houston Dynamo. I'll be, I might be just worse as, as freaking Matt Jordan is because Matt Jordan hasn't done shit. He has done nothing for the Houston Dynamo. He has not drastically. You know why I would say he would actually have improved the Houston Dynamo if we won a championship. And last time the Houston Dynamo were actually really good, funny enough, was when Dominic Kamir was also the GM. Huh. Interesting how that works when you have your GM, your coach, and GM 
the same guy, right? He gets to bring in players that he wants, brings in guys that he thinks will fit to his style. Like, granted, I'm not saying that Dominic Kinnear had it all figured out, but I mean, granted, they also, the better years were under Dominic Kinnear, Dominic Kinnear's era versus then when, when Matt Jordan showed up, because after that, you've had two of the longest playoff droughts in their club's history. I just want to know, what does Matt Jordan have? Like, does Matt Jordan have something on, on Gabriel Brenner? I mean, Gabriel Brenner was just a terrible owner, right? It, it's just, I don't know at this point. But at this point, look, I want to defend Tab Ramos because I am a Tab Ramos fan. But I can't. I have no defense for him right now. The team has been bad. Like, everyone knows if you're going to be a good, to be a good manager, you have to at least adapt to what your, your players are, work with what they have. And let's face it, he doesn't really have much. But I mean, if you're a good coach, you can at least salvage at least something, you know, especially because last time you won was May 22nd. I can give Tab like okay, so Ted Siegel apparently, you know, went went at at, at Tab Ramos and told him how how unhappy he was, you know, with the way the team has been looking that after that loss, you know, that was a rumor according to Dynamo Insider. But the thing with me and and then and, you know Ted Siegel is talking about like oh I want to give these guys a fair shake. Seven years is more than a fair shake. Seven years is enough. Like seven years is 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 plenty of a fair shake. It's clear that Matt Jordan is the problem. Get him out. If he hasn't been fired by the time this episode drops, then I don't have faith for this Houston Dynamo. I can give Tab Ramos a fair shake because I want to give him at least a legitimate fair shot than not having to deal with the incompetence of Matt Jordan. But I mean, to be fair though. I can see why you would fire Tab Ramos as well. I totally get it. I won't like, I would hate, I would, I would hate to see Tab Ramos go because I do think he's a good manager. But you know what? I can't argue for him. If they, they deem him to be fired, then you know what? Can't say anything. Move on and try to build, maybe go get Andrea Pirlo, apparently. I mean, he's, he's, he's looking to come to the MLS. Why don't we go get him? So at this point, I'm just, I'm done. Like the, Houston Dynamo, at this point, I'm done. Like, I'm all Houston Dash. I'm going to go watch the Dash. Last thing I want to do is go to a fucking Houston Dynamo game. Because why would I support a team that clearly doesn't give a shit about its fans? The fans have said this plenty of times. You've had Dynamo fans for change, a group, a Facebook group that, ha- that has gotten a chance to speak to the front office, and the front office has still yet to accomplish anything. So clearly this organization doesn't care. But go, go ahead and keep doing the buy one, get one free tickets. Go ahead and keep doing the 713 deals. Keep doing all that stuff because apparently there's still people dumb enough to go ahead and support this club. I'm done. At least till there's a legitimate reason I should, I should even give a damn. I'm still going to watch the Dynamo on TV. I'll still do that, but I am not going to give you a single dime of mine. I mean, you're, you're going to get my, my dime from the TV views, but. I'm not buying a fucking jersey. I ain't buying no fucking ticket. If the only thing that deserve, deserves any support is the Houston Dash. Because at least they've shown that they've cared enough. Granted, the whole racial thing wasn't a good look either, but I still, um, if there's, if I'm going to BBA Stadium, if you ever catch me at a BBA Stadium, it's probably to go watch the Houston Dash. I'm not going to go see the Houston Dynamo until there is a change. Unless Matt Jordan gets fired within this week, I'm not going to a Dynamo game. That's it. Whew. All right, 
Uh, that's all I. That's all I got to say at this point. I feel like if everyone was here, I probably would have gone a little bit further into this tangent because, I, you know what? I'll add one more thing because after this embarrassment, I was talking to some friends, uh, Eric, specifically Eric, but um, he was like, "Man, dude, I feel bad for you. You're, you're a, you know, you, you got the Houston Dynamo and Arsenal." I'm gonna say this: the difference between the Houston Dynamo and Arsenal. And there is actually a pretty big difference. Is that at least Arsenal plays their promising young players. At least I see Saka on the field. At least I see Smith Rowe on the field. I don't see Juan Castilla on the field. I don't see Danny Rios on the field. I, you know, what happened to Christian Lucatero? Apparently he was the net, the, the best academy product that the Houston Dynamo's ever seen. So, at least as an Arsenal fan, I can at least have some glimmer of hope knowing that, hey, look at who's coming up for Arsenal. I don't know who's coming up for the Houston Dynamo. So, so I'll, I'll end it at that. So, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. We'll go and then you'll hear an ad and then we'll get going with game recaps. Hector, what was your New Year's resolution? Same one as every year. Read more. Why every year? Well, with school and work, it's simply hard to find time to read. What if instead of reading, you listen to someone read your books for you on Audible? Audible? Audible has a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience. I like listening to my audiobooks on my way to work. What if I don't like Audible? You can start a 30-day free trial when you go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. You'll be supporting the Insert Name FC podcast along with finally getting that New Year's resolution done. Thanks. Now I'm going to start a 30-day free trial. And we are back. Once again, take full advantage of our great partners. Make sure you guys uh, check out our bios on Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC. Um, it'll take you to our link tree. Shows you all the things you can do uh, as far as like our partners goes. Uh, the Unhinged Sports website. Um, their YouTube channel. Um, also, uh, you can see it, uh, listen to us on Spotify, Pandora, uh, Apple Music, and Spreaker. Now we're no longer with Buzzsprout. We're now with Spreaker. So check that out as well. All right. Games to recap. So Edward did send me his game to recap. Thank you so much, Edward, for that one. But his game to recap is Barcelona beating Real Sociedad 4 to 2. So if you guys did not know this, this game was on ABC, so it was there available for the public to see. Um, I think it was a good game. I think it was a good game to pick. Real Sociedad, Barcelona, um, two of the top teams last season. Uh, Real Sociedad hasn't really done much improvements to their team, and it shows, but they still have a very good roster. Uh, Oyazaba, obviously, is a player that I highlighted. I thought he's a player to watch uh, for this for this season. Hopefully he can make that next level. And, he, you know, honestly, he looked really good. Looks pretty decent to me. But I think if you're a Barcelona fan, I think you have a big sigh of relief. Um, as you, you see, you know, your team isn't necessarily screwed. Uh, <laughs> uh, necessarily screwed from that. I'm sorry. Spencer just sent me his three of three down and I thought it was very funny. But anyways, but yeah, so you know, they don't look bad without Messi. So, I mean, you got to remember this team is still a pretty talented team. You got Griezmann, you got, 
you got Pedri, you got uh, Sergino Des, still got PK, and you still got Ter. Was Ter Stegen starting? I need to be very sure. I, I don't think he was, but I want to want to be certain. I don't know why. I feel like Ter Stegen didn't play. I could just be crazy to be honest with you. I don't know. Uh, it's a. It was a. Today's. It's not been a good day for Hector. We told. We already talked about the blackout and all that. But uh, I just want to make sure that I know for sure, so I don't look like an idiot. Uh, but I feel like Ter Stegen didn't start. I, and and no, Ter Stegen did not start. It was Neto. But I mean, they still. I forgot Eric Garcia was on the team. But um, they still have a pretty solid team. Nonetheless, man. Um, you know, they still have Memphis Depay. They still have Frankie De Jong. Uh, it just, they still have a very talented roster. So, I mean, it's not like Barcelona still is badder in any shape or form. Just, you know, not, <laughs> you know, it's just because they're, they're not one of the greatest to have ever played the game. It's just, that's, it's point blank. That's, it's plain and simple. It's, that's just what it is. It's just that they don't have their best player. But Barcelona still had a great performance against a team that you would, you would feel would be in that top four discussion this season. So, uh, but let's talk about it, man. Barcelona had 62% of the possession. So Barcelona's played their style, which is possession, possession, possession. Um, they outshot, uh, Barcelona outshot Real Sociedad 13 to 11. And the player to highlight, I mean, you know, Pique scored a goal. Um, I believe Sergi, uh, Sergi Roberto also scored a goal, but the man to talk about. And, you know, if you guys remember last episode, me and Edward, we were talking about, who could be that? Who could be the guy for Barcelona now that Messi's gone? You know, you had Edward talking about Antoine Griezmann. You had me talking about Pedri, who who both performed very well, in my opinion, this game. Um, you know, I, I was able to catch it, even though I was I was working that day, but I still got to catch a little bit during my lunch break. Um, but it, it apparently Brightwave, thats the guy. That we we were all missing out on that's that is the guy we we were we were not thinking about because he comes up and scores two goals in the 45th and stoppage time in the first half in the 45th plus two and in the 59th minute and I mean the first, and that that's I only got to see the the second goal which was a very it was like a statement goal um I believe now there's some rumors going around that you know Bright Wife wants an extent wants a a new contract with Barcelona. And if not, that he wants, he wants to be transferred. Um, that's basically what he's doing. I feel like it's just the fact that Brightwave has just gotten a lot of disrespect to the point where he's not even wearing number nine anymore. He was wearing number nine last season, but now with Memphis Depay being there, at, at, you know, now being there for Barcelona, he, he, he gave him the number nine. Now he's wearing number 12. Interesting turn of events for him, to be honest. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's just the fact that there's, there's a lack of dis, there's, there's not a lack. There's a lot of disrespect. Of going on for Mar- uh, for Brightwave, um, it's not that he's a terrible player. I just think it, it's kind of like you don't we don't know much about Brightwave. I think that's what exactly what it honestly is. Um, and, and I mean, you know, obviously he kind of basically became Luis Suarez's replacement, um, and he's just kind of there. So <laughs> I think that's how I think that's just how generally a lot of Barcelona fans is just there. Um, and I mean, I guess now he wants to, you know. Put Barcelona on blast. I mean, you know, last thing you want to be doing is giving these guys ultimatums about contract extensions when, you know, they're dealing with their debt. 
So basically, um, what I was thinking of was, um, oh fuck, I can't believe you've done this. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. I mean, this is a big deal, man. Like, you know, he was gonna, he, like, he was gonna, he chose to play, you know, soccer over football. All right. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay. Uh, what was the position he was gonna play? All right. Something tells me he was going to be a kicker. Yeah, he was going to be a kicker. All right, so. Yeah. Uh, it, and this is also uh, Dabble Sweeney's godson, also, to mention that. Uh, yeah, kicking. Yeah. So, no, yeah, so he was a kicker. Let me see. Oh, here's a quote from Dabble Sweeney. I watched him kick a 64-yarder. And then he kicked a 52-yarder, left-footed, just for good measure. That blew my mind, said Sweeney, laughing in disbelief. You have guys at kicking camp. That's what they do every day year-round. And he doesn't, and he hasn't done any prep. No kicking a football before. He showed up, and he was the best guy there. If you're a kicker, he's the kind of guy who is going to make you mad. So, yeah, so... Tanner Tesman was, had the opportunity to become a kicker for Clemson. That's what everyone was, was, you know, that was like the big story about Tanner Tesman. But he ends up choosing to play for FC Dallas's senior team. And, uh, well, eventually now he plays in Syria for Venezia. So a very interesting story for Tanner Tesman. And then also the addition of Gianluco Busio, who is another very young, exciting player who played at Sporting Kansas City. Wouldn't say he had the best gold cup, but wouldn't say he had the worst gold cup. Um, so you can take that for what you want, but I mean, good performance. Uh, so, so, you know, a promising player. Only issue that he has is that he just needs to work on his physicality. And I think Syria is going to help that for sure for him. So a good move for him as well. Um, so it's going to be interesting with what Vinicia does. Uh, I'm not necessarily like, I know, I don't know a lot about this team. This season, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on this team because of the fact that they do have Gianluca Busio and Tanner Tessman, um, especially now that he's not affiliated to FC Dallas, so now I can actually cheer for him. Um, like, I guess not as long as they're not playing AC Milan. But, but yeah, so that is my team to watch is Venezia. My player to watch. Um, there's so many players that I want for this league that I want to keep an eye on. But I'm a, I'm gonna go with uh, AC Milan. AC Milan's um, um, Sanja Tonali, and, and the reason why I say Sanja Tonali, and I feel like this was a player I mentioned la- last time I pre- we previewed Syria. But the reason why I say Sanja Tonali is I want to see him take that next step. Um, I'm sure he's hungry. Um, you know, he's he's another similar to Locatelli, another promising Italian midfielder. Um, a lot of him, a lot of a lot of of him being compared to Andrea Pirlo, so he, a lot of people view Tonali as the next Pirlo, um, and, and that's some some pr- that's a pretty big statement. Um, I think he's a little bit more more physically active than than uh, Andrea Pirlo, but I mean nonetheless, still a very good player. Um, didn't I don't believe he made the Euro roster for Italy. Well, I mean he didn't play, so unless he was just on the bench, but. Didn't make it, didn't, didn't play for Italy. So I think he, 
you know, let's see him make that next step because, you know, World Cup is in 2022. So let's see what he can do, take that next step, uh, for, for AC Milan. And, and, you know, let's, that's what I, I'm going to keep an eye on him for sure. So that's, that's my player to watch because I definitely want to see good things from him. Um, and hopefully, you know, especially now with Olivier Giroud gives, gives him another weapon, another good goal scoring threat. Um, along with Zlatan Ibrahimovic. So it's going to be, uh, I think Sanchez Tonali is definitely going to be the player to watch for sure this season. And my favorite to win the Serie A. Look, I want to say AC Milan so bad because, you know, I feel like they're doing so many good moves to make this, this team very good. Um, and maybe some people still believe in Inter Milan, even with the, the whole rumors of them liquidating the, the club because of their financial issues and obviously they they just lost Conte. But I mean, I, this kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning of this, of this episode. It's just it's hard not to pick Juventus. Juventus is is solid all around. You still have Cristiano Ronaldo. You, you're, I, I believe they're trying to structure a new deal for, for Paulo Dybala. You still have Weston McKinney and it, plus you add in if, you, if they end up getting Locatelli that team is just stacked. I mean, the only, I think the only weakness is really the goalkeeper position if they still have Chesney in the back. But I mean, even then, that back line is still pretty solid for them. So, I mean, I, it's hard not to pick Juventus at this point. It's the boring pick, but it's, it's boring for a reason. It's kind of similar to like picking Bayern Munich. You can't not pick Bayern Munich and you kind of can't not pick Juventus because even, even with the way AC Milan has been playing, even, even though Inter Milan has lost a lot of players, um, especially Lukaku, but, and Atalanta's still there. I just don't think they're at that level with, with Juventus. And, I, and Juventus had some, had some bad luck last season. And I think if they, if they have a good, a, a start good, uh, have a good start, don't, ha- don't have as bad as the start that they had last season. Cause I mean, they had to work their way back in the top four, um, at the halfway point. So, I mean, I think, I think Juventus is definitely, if they can, you know, definitely not have their issues, but they're bringing back Allegri. So I, I feel like, I feel like Juventus is definitely the team that you should probably be picking to win the Serie A this year. But yeah, so that is the preview for Serie A. And here are the games to watch for this weekend. All right. So start things off with the MLS. I got the Cali Classico, LA Galaxy versus San Jose Earthquakes. That game. Usually doesn't disappoint. Um, right, right now, it, it, you know, take it for what you want with the way these teams are looking, but Cali Classico usually tends out to be a pretty good game. So I, I highly recommend that game. And even though I said some things about the Houston Dynamo, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Texas Derby. Houston Dynamo versus FC Dallas. Uh, maybe the Dynamo can turn things, some, get some, get the fans back on, on their good graces with a win against their big rivals. They got to do something, man. Or at least Matt, or at least fire Matt Jordan. If you don't win this game, at least fire Matt Jordan. I mean, that, that'll, that'll get Dynamo fans going. But yeah, so that is the two games for the two games for the MLS. In the NWSL, I have the Washington Spirit versus the Orlando Pride. Just two really good teams. See what they can do. Um, and then I have the OL Rain versus Gotham FC. Hey man, you gotta enjoy as many games as you can of Carly Lloyd as you could. Because, you know, this is, this is, this is her last, her farewell tour. So starting, start, get, get started with that farewell tour with Gotham FC versus OL Reign. 
in Liga MX, I have Mazatlan versus Tigres. Uh, Mazatlan looks actually pretty good. It has looked surprisingly very well. Um, so let's see how they fare against Tigres. Um, and then Leon versus Santos Laguna. I think this is going to be a very good matchup. I, I feel like I always, I always enjoy watching these two teams play. So let's see how they do against each other. So that is Liga MX. In League Un, I have Nice versus Marcial and Montpierre versus Lorient. Um, I think this is a very interesting games. I think they could be very entertaining. Um, it doesn't always have to have like the big names go against each other. Like it just could be a very interesting, fairly, like a fairly even matchup is always good. All right. For Syria, the first game I have is Roma versus Fiorente, Fiorentina, Fiorente. I don't know what the hell that came from, but Roma versus Fiorentina. I mean, Jose Mourinho. That's all I got to say. You want to see what this man does. And that's honestly basically it. Um, and then Napoli. Versus Venezia. Let's see what these. Well, let's see what this newly promoted team can do. Let's see what Gianluca Busio does. Let's see what Tanner Tessman does. Let's see what Venezia has to offer to Serie A. So that is. Those are the two games from Serie A. In the Bundesliga, I have Bayer Leverkusen versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. This game will be featured on ABC. So it is up. To, it'll be all available for eyes, all eyes to see for the public on ABC. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that game. And Hertha Berlin versus Wolfsburg. So, uh, I think a, 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 very, a very, once again, fairly evenly matched game as well. I think it's going to be a good game to watch. Um, if you're just wanting to see a good, uh, just see, you know, get yourself into the Bundesliga. I think that's a, that's a good game. All right. In La Liga, I have Athletic Bilbao versus Barcelona. I mean, yeah, want to see, want to see if the, if the, if Barcelona continues their form. And Getafe versus Sevilla. Uh, Getafe, for those who don't know, and this is the reason why I, I, was, I don't know, I'll probably mention Getafe a few times throughout the year. Um, Getafe is a team that likes to spoil the seasons of either Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, or Barcelona. They're just that team. I don't know why. I don't know what, who picked this, made this the team, the chosen one, but that's just what it is. So go ahead and take a look as to why they're known for spoiling teams. And Sevilla, I mean, it's a team that, you know, wants to be in that top, finishing that top four, uh, this season. So, you know, let's see, let's see what they do, or maybe better yet, they want to win it. So we'll see what happens. But I mean, there is rumors circulating about Conde. So we'll see what, what, what that game has to sort. But I think that's going to be an interesting game to watch. And for the English Premier League, I have the North London Derby, 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 depending how you say it, Arsenal versus Chelsea. I don't know how to feel about this game. I really don't know. But you know what? It's North London Derby. I'm going to watch this game. I might be crying. I might be mad. I don't know. There's only one way up, right? At least I hope so. But we'll see. Maybe Arsenal makes a move before the, for the game, for this game. It makes me feel a little bit more confident against this Chelsea team, but who knows? I'm not feeling confident is all I'm saying, but you know, I'm sure you guys will enjoy trolling me if, if Arsenal ends up losing to Chelsea or if not, then I get to enjoy myself knowing that Arsenal once again beat Chelsea. So we'll see what happens there. And the uh, last game uh, to go check out this weekend is Leeds United versus Everton. Um, Leeds United, once again, is a team that me and Edward spoke very well on last season and they, they're still here. They did very well. And Everton, 
It's just you want. I I didn't get to see Everton play last weekend, so I kind of want to see how this Rafa Benitez team looks. What what do the Toffees have to offer? So Leeds United is like two teams that kind of want to see what these teams really look like. I mean, you know, they they lost, Leeds United just lost the match United five to one, but. Let's see what they do against Everton. See, you know, the, the middle, the mid table teams. Let's see how they do against a mid table team to see where Leeds United is really going to be this season. So there is that. All right. So we'll go ahead and take one more break. You guys are going to hear an ad and then we'll get going with three up, three down. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And, and we, we are, are Insert Name FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Thursdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see you there. And we are back. All right. Three up, three down. And obviously, we previewed Syria. So we're going to go ahead and do our three up, three down on the 2021-22 Syria jerseys. Um, next week, we'll do Bundesliga, and then the fall, we'll, we'll do La Liga, and then we'll do the rest of Europe. Uh, be just like a very open one that we can just look at all the jerseys, try to help Spencer out. It's probably going to be a lot of links for Spencer, but anyways, here we are. So, we're going to kick things off with Spencer's three down, and he doesn't have any three down because sadly I would rock all of them. No downers for me today. He loves them all. And I mean, I kind of had a feeling Spencer was going to like a lot of these jerseys. I don't know what it is about the Serie A jerseys. I I hate that there's, I mean, obviously you can watch them now on ESPN Plus, but I just, people don't get to see these jerseys. I think think Serie A has some, it's very underrated league for some jerseys because I think they have some really good jerseys. So, there is my, 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 my little tangent on that. But, uh, Edward does have some downs. So we'll start things off with Edward and he'll kick things off with Hella's Verona's third jersey. So I'm going to try to not take my sweet ass time to find the, find the jersey so I can at least look at it so that way I can get what Edward's looking at. So Hella's Verona's third jersey. And okay. I can kind of see Edward is not very the thing is with Edward is that he doesn't like playing jerseys and I mean it's it's just basically a green jersey. Yeah, the shoulders have like a design to it, but essentially it's a green jersey. It's really all that it is. Uh crazy to think that this is a dirt shirt. It looks kinda of like a goalkeeper jersey, to be honest. Like I could see this being the goalkeeper jersey. But fun fact, I think it was, what's funny to me is that I believe next season, Syria will be not allowing teams to wear green jerseys, some sort of thing about like they don't want them to be camouflaged by the grass. I don't know. It sounds stupid, but that's what, that's what Syria is saying that, that there will, this is, so this is the last season that they'll be wearing green. I think could be wrong on that, but who cares? But yeah, so Hells Verona's, it's just a green jersey. It's basically that's what it is. That's it. Um, so, and then his number two is enters away. And I kind of get what Edward's saying with this one. It is, it's just, it's just a plain white jersey. It's very plain. The thing that makes it different is that you have like 
this design where there's just a snake all around you. Um, or not really all around you, but there's like parts of a snake like are around the jersey. Like there's, it's like on the, on the, on the upper part of the shoulder and it goes down and it's kind of on, a little bit on the waist area and there's one on the, on the, on the rib side and then there's one on the, like sleeve. So it's like this, there, there's like a snake theme with this season's Inter Milan jerseys. Um, but the thing that I, I don't necessarily hate these jerseys. The thing I kind of don't like is the sponsor and it's still it's weird to me to see them without Pirelli um but to have the the inter fan token by socios.com it, it's gonna take some getting used to for sure but no I think that's really what kills the jersey for me is the sponsor I like the I like the attempt of the design Nike's kind of just going out there for them but uh, yeah, no, I I think this is even I think even if you throw the Pirelli on it, I don't think I, I would like this jersey all that much. But yeah, so Edwards is going to be Inter's away, and his number one is Inter's third jersey, which okay, it's a little bit out there, but I'm gonna sit here and say I actually like this jersey. Um, it's different. I, I mean, it's the third jersey. Your third jersey is supposed to be a little bit different. But no, it's, it's, it's out there. It's not necessarily with Inter Milan's colors. Um, but I kind of like it. I like the different colors. I like how they change the color of the badge, but you know, okay. It's different. I, I think that's why Edward picks that one because it just doesn't like the look. I mean, that's just, just his preference. But yeah, so to, to say Edward's three down again, it's Hells Verona's third Inter Miami, Inter Miami. I wish Inter Miami could come up with some crazy looks like this. Inter Milan's away and number one is Inter Milan's third jersey. Alright. So my, my three down is Vinicius away jersey. And all I gotta say is like, I get that you want to make some statement jerseys. Like I get it. But with this jersey, it's, it's a bit much. Like it's, it's like, it, it's just, ugh. like, it, it, there's just too much going on. You got this, like, like this whole triangle design at the bottom. You have like the, the, like the, the beige color and then the, the orange and then it goes back to that beige and then there's a green and then it goes back. You have like the gradient kind of thing going on. Like it's going on throughout, throughout the whole jersey. You have like the Venicia across the chest in case you didn't know this was Venicia besides their badge. It's, it's, it's a very busy jersey is, is what my issue. And I, and I don't, I don't have an issue with the Kappa, like the Kappa logo on the shoulders. Like, I mean, that's Kappa, that's Kappa does, but I, I just, this jersey is just really, it's just, it's just too busy for me. Like, you know, like this is like, I mean, at this point, I feel like you guys know how I like. Very simple, plain, well, not, well, simple, basic designs, but it, there's like the little details that make them pop. And it's like, this is just too much going on. And that's why I just don't like it. Um, so that's my number, my number three is Vinicius away. My number, my number two is Hellas Verona's, uh, home jersey. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at it and it, 
it's, it's, I think it's just like, like I say, like I like simple, basic designs on jerseys, but I also don't like, it's like, it's a weird thing. Like I like basic designs, but at the same time, I, I'm not a fan of boring and this is just boring. Like I get that there's like a design on the, on the shirt, but essentially it's just a blue jersey with like yellow on the sides. Like it's, that's what all it is. Like it's cool that they're sticking with the, with the badge logo and all that, but I, I'm, I'm really not feeling it. I, I think this is just, it's just a boring jersey to me. Like it's basically what it is. And my number one is Juventus, Juventus third jersey. Juventus' third jersey, and yeah, I, 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 like, I don't know. Like, this is just, it, I, like, why Adidas? Like, like, I just don't like the design. Like, I mean, there's not really a design to it. It's like they just, like, slap, like, random, like, random design, like, random things. They put, like, the, the down arrow, the down arrow yellow, the, the, the blue, the, the, and I think to me, the, the sponsor logo is kind of killing it for me. Not necessarily the Jeep logo, but the fact that they added the 4XE is it, like that thing. That's what kills me for a lot of the Juventus jerseys because Juventus is a very classic look, uh, team. Like they, you know, but that 4XE just kills it for me. Like I just don't like the way it looks. Um, but specifically on their third jersey, cause their jersey, third jersey is just like, what the fuck is this? Is that's all I'm getting from this jersey, to be honest. So my three down is Vinicius away jersey, Hellas Verona home jersey, and Juventus third jersey. All right, so we go back to Spencer, and his number three jersey is three up. Starts off with Spezia Calcio. So Spencer doesn't like specify like which jersey, uh, which is fine, but I think it's because he just overall sees it. Sees all the team, the team jerseys, and sees what he likes. But yeah, so he picks Spezia, uh, Calcio, and I mean, I gotta go with it, man. Like, it, this is where I'm telling you, like, there's a difference between having a basic, plain, like a basic, clean, simple look, but it works versus just a boring jersey. And I think, I think Spezia does a really good job with their home, their away, their third. Shoot, even their goalkeeper jersey. I don't know how long. I mean, I feel like they're going to take advantage of the green jersey for right now. But no, yeah, I think I think Spezia does a really good job. There's a there's a design like basically all their jerseys are the same thing. It's just a different color. Um, but there's like a design on the on the whole body of the jersey. There's kind of like a vertical stripe uh, thing going on with all their jerseys. Um, but obviously you can't. T- well, yeah, you can kind of you can't really tell on the white jersey. Uh, but on the black, the orange, and the goalkeeper jersey, you can see it. And it's got like a collar to it. So it's really cool. It's just clean, you know, clean, simple, basic, but it does, it gets the job done. So I, I agree with Spencer on that one. Uh, number two is Inter Milan. I mean, besides, uh, well, well, me, Inter Milan, like, like I said, like, I mean, I don't necessarily hate the away jersey. I think the away jersey is perfect. It, it's not perfectly fine. I think it's, it's, it's not the worst. Like, it's not like the most terrible. It's not the, it's not Juventus' third jersey. So, I mean, it's not terrible. You know, the home jersey is pretty dope. And, and I do like the third jersey. So, I mean, Spencer, I think I agree with Spencer about Inter Milan's jersey. And his number one is the tie between Genoa and, and Venezia. 
So let me first look at Genoa, just so we know what we're looking at. And Genoa, it's once again a very simple look. It's, it's, it's a classic look for Genoa. It's what you expect to see from Genoa. But what I like is that there's a tone on tone map of like the city, like a map of the city, uh, on the jersey. So it's different. So I like it. it it's like the, it's a little detail, but it works for me. Uh, the third jersey is not like super exciting, but you know what? It's, I like the design on the, on the one, uh, you know, uh, what was, was it? Vertical, yeah, vertical slate on uh, the vertical stripe that they have. It's like it's basically a gray jersey, but with a darker vertical uh, stripe across one side of the, on the on the I think the left side where the badge is. So it's a it's a it's 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 not terrible. So I like it. So I can see what Spencer likes about it. And Venezia, I think with Venezia, because um, okay, so like I said, I don't necessarily like the away jersey. But there's a, there's a, a certain, like, like, I, I honestly, when I look at these jerseys, I do think of, uh, like, like Versace. Like, I think of, like, a, like a really high end clothing line, like, like, like a Versace. Like, it's, it just, or like, you know, it makes me think of, like, those top end brands, like, you know, like Gucci and, and, and Versace, like those are the only two I can think of right now. But this, that's what I think about. And I can, I, I can, I can see what, why I like them. Like, I mean, I like the, I like the home jersey. Like I said, I don't, I hate the away. Obviously it's my number one. Third jersey is pretty dope. Like it's, it's, it's not like, it's not like anything spectacular, but, and the fourth jersey, that is just pure royalty right there. But, but yeah, no, Venicia, I, I can see why Spencer likes Venicia because, there's a certain Gucci-ness to it. I don't know what it is. A, a certain Versace-ness with the, with this jersey, with those jerseys of, of Venezia. So it's, it's interesting. I, 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 I gotta go with, I gotta go with, I get what Spencer's going with. All right. So Edward, he, at, at, at number three, he has Juventus' home jersey. So, I mean, like I said, Juventus, classic look. It's gonna, it is, you know, you, you know what you're getting from Juventus' home jersey. It's going to be the vertical stripes. It's not, it's, it's nothing different. I mean, you know, it, that's, it, that's their jersey. Um, but what's different is obviously on the stripes, they have like a, a star with a pentagon, like a little design within the stripe, with it, within the vertical stripe, the vertical black stripes. So it's, it's, it's different. Um, like I said, the only thing that kills it for me in these jerseys is just that, that 4XE. The G logo is fine. It's the 4XE that really kills it for me. But I mean, you know, Edwards a Juventus fan. Obviously, he's gonna throw Juventus in there somewhere. At number two, he has Genoa's third jersey. Um, let me see what, what Genoa's third jersey was. Oh yeah, the once again, what you know, obviously Spencer Big. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, it's not it. it, it you know, it's it's different. I like I like I said, I like the design of the vertical stripe. So. Yeah, I get what they're where they're going at. And number one, they have Ace Edward has AC Milan's home jersey. Now with with AC Milan similar to Juventus, it's, there's an expected design for the jersey, and it's basically the same thing with Juventus, a, a vertical vertical stripes 
black and red jerseys. Like, and I know why I were picked. Why why he says AC Milan because red and black just happens to be his favorite color combination. But I mean, it's is Juventus went a little different. I mean, AC Milan did went a little different. They didn't go for their more traditional stripe look. So they went for like you know you have like this thicker stripe in the middle, and then you have like like it's like a not as thick of a stripe. But like it, it kind of it like the stripes like shrink as as it go as it moves on from the from the middle, so it's different. You know, still has like the you know like you look at it, it's an AC Milan jersey. Um, so no, yeah. So and I and once again, I get why I would pick this because red and black just happens to be his favorite color combination. So it makes sense. So Edwards three up is Juventus' home, Genoa's third, and AC Milan's home jersey. All right, man. So my three up, and I'm gonna start things off with Inter Milan's home jersey. I do believe that this jersey will have the sponsor on it. I'm not entirely sure yet, but I love this jersey. I I I really like it. The once again, kind of going back to with Juventus and AC Milan, it's expected that. You know, Inter Milan will also have a vertical stripe jersey because they're the black and blue team. You know, they'll do the vertical stripes as well, similar to what Juventus and AC Milan do. But they went a whole different route, and and it it works like the whole snake print look to it. Like you know, you and it's not necessarily black. Like it's a darker blue and a lighter blue, and it's just like amazing detail. The the gold. You know, Nike swoosh, the gold, uh, Inter Milan logo. Even though I'm not a fan of the Inter Milan logo, but yeah, like it's, it's a cool jersey. Do I, I think they do have the new, the sponsor logo on it. That kind of kills it, but still a good jersey nonetheless. Or does it, does it feature? Let me see. I need to see this because it, you know, I want to see if it does feature, uh, the sponsor logo on it. Um, it doesn't look like it is. So, hmm, that, that, that changed. Yeah, no. So, no, yeah, they do have the, they do put the sponsor on it. So yeah, that kind of kills it for me, but it's still, I still like the jersey. So there is that. My number two is Sasulo's home. I'm kind of sticking to like the, once again, the traditional look for, for these teams and, once again, it's weird that, that Syria is going to have this rule where teams are no longer going to be able to wear green jerseys, but might as well take, enjoy it while you can. But yeah, Sasulo kind of, I guess now the green team, if you will, with the vertical stripe. I think it's just vertical stripe in, in Italy just seems to be a thing. Um, but I like the way that the stripes look. So you have like the stripe, but then next to it is kind of like a, like a, like a gradient looking stripe as well. So I like it. Um, kind of, you know, it's a, it's, it's a basic, simple look. It's not boring to me because I like the way the stripe looks. Um, and weirdly enough, it's a Puma jersey. So, but yeah, I like the jersey, uh, from Sasulo. And my number one is Spezia Calcio's home jersey. So I do agree with Spencer. Spezia does. Did a really good job. I love the white jersey. I think this kind of goes back to me being just a Real Madrid fan. Something about a, a nice, basic, clean white jersey always works for me. And I like it. I like it a lot. So that is 
my number one. So to reiterate my three down, my three up is Inter Milan's home, uh, Salsulo's home and Spezia's, Spezia Calcio's home jersey. So that is three up, three down. So that is the show. Um, yeah, I forgot to mention that this is episode 50, but you know, here's my time to mention that it's episode 50. Uh, yeah, it's crazy to think that we've gotten to our 50th episode. Um, we're, you know, we kind of already said we weren't going to make that big of a deal for episode 50, just mainly because of the fact that, uh, in, in two episodes, we're going to have our, our, you know, our, our, our one year anniversary. So I, I feel like we want to do a little bit more for that one. Uh, so. Stay tuned for that in, in in two more episodes, um, but yeah, so I can't wait for that for episode fifty two. But no, fifty is a huge milestone for us. Um, it's really exciting. It's it's crazy to think that we got to this point. Um, but here we are, and you know, and we're still doing it. Um, um, so I want to give a shout out to Belly Up, the the Belly Up Podcast Network. That is our new family. That's where we are now. Uh, you know, Unhinged and Belly Up have partnered together. Um, to become, uh, one, essentially. Um, so, yeah. So check out our, the new network that we're part of. So check them out at www.bellyupsports.com. A lot of great articles that they're writing there. A lot of great stuff. A lot of great, uh, partners there. Can't wait to continue to grow with Belly Up. So really excited for that. Um, shout out to the Unhinged Radio powered by Belly Up. So now, it is not the unhinged sports network anymore. It's now unhinged radio powered by belly up. So, so that's kind of like the, the new way that this network, our, our, our part, our network's going to work together is now that, uh, belly up will be our governing body kind of helps us out with getting partnerships and all that. But unhinged still kind of gets to do his thing with the unhinged radio. So make sure you guys check us out. You can follow unhinged radio at on Twitter at Radio Unhinged. Make sure you guys keep, uh, follow them so they let you know when we're live on the Unhinged Radio. So, and also all the great podcasts that will now be featured on the Unhinged Radio powered by Belly Up. But yeah, go ahead and follow them on Twitter so you'll be notified when we're live so you can go ahead and listen to us on the Unhinged Radio. Also, shout out to Alejandro Gomez and her company ANG Graphics. They are the creators of the Insert Name FC logo. We love this logo. Honestly, like, like I tell people every time, like how we got this logo created, I told, I told Alejandra, what was the name of this podcast, which was insert name FC, which I think initially she thought that she was going to create the name of the podcast, but I was like, no, that's the name of the podcast is insert name FC. Um, and I told her like, why the reason why we named ourselves insert name FC. And so I was like, I need a generic, but kind of cool looking logo. And she, she hit it out of the park. I think she did, uh, she, she did not go generic. I think she, I love the logo. We, Edward loves the logo. Edward's always yells out, I love the Alejandra at some point in this episode. Maybe Spencer can edit that somewhere. Um, but, but yeah, she created this logo. We love the logo. We all love this logo. Spencer loves the logo. I love the logo. Edward loves the logo. Unhinged loves our, our logo. I don't know about Belly Up. Belly Up could get, let us know eventually how they feel about our logo, but yeah. We love the logo. So if you guys are looking to get a logo done for yourself for either your business, your own podcast, something of yours, well, let our friend Alejandra take good care of you. Like she could take good, took good care of us. Sorry about that. Uh, you can follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, it's at a.g.graphics with an X. 
follow her and, you know, let her create you a new logo. And shout out. First of all, if you did not listen to last week's episode, uh, episode 49, you missed out on an amazing outro by our guy, Roosevelt Spencer, the namesake of the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award. This man just comes up with some amazing stuff. We love all he, what he does for us in this podcast. He does just, he does the, he's just the best. Like, honestly, he's, he's the best. Uh, you know, he created that outro. Great job. Um, just, I, he left me speeches. Like everything, everything Spencer does, uh, for us is, is just, he always leaves me speeches. So, uh, you know, follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Look, I'm going to say this, man. Every, every time I'm going to keep mentioning this. If you have a podcast or you have a YouTube channel or something that you, you know, anything like that, but nothing beats having your own original beat to your show. And I get it. It's enticing to have a, a song that you like or a mainstream song to get people's attention. But look, it's just a lot of stuff, man. You got to deal with copyright issues and, and, and all that. Stop with that. Become original and get your own beat. And let it be Spencer. I mean, if you guys hear the intro, you hear the outro and you like it, why don't you let Spencer help you out and give you the intro and outro that you truly deserve. So follow him on Instagram at that guy. Dope. Hit him up. Tell him that you need some help with, to improve your, your, your intro and outro experience for your listeners. And he'll take good care of you because he's constantly taking good care of us. That's, he's the reason why we named the player of the year award after him. He's the reason why, you know, Roosevelt Spencer is the namesake of the Roosevelt Spencer's player of the year award. So thanks to Roosevelt Spencer for always doing so much for us and 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 making things work for it for us so can't say that enough so thank you spencer for that um that's the show man episode 50 once again it's crazy thing that we've gotten this far um but catch you next week for episode 51 um we'll we'll definitely do something and you know we'll have edward back so so thanks for listening and catch you next week Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 